0: Welcome back to 10 Toes Down. This week, I'll be recapping week five of the NFL season. I'll be giving you my predictions for week six. And we'll be talking about how the 49ers embarrassed the Cowboys on Sunday night football. We'll be talking about what I think was the biggest thriller of the week. It was the Ravens losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a weird game. We'll be also talking about my New York Giants losing to the Miami Dolphins. Daniel Jones also got hurt in that game which is very unfortunate. We'll be talking about the Denver Broncos sinking ship. This team is a very interesting team this season with a lot of, had a lot of expectations going into the season. But let's get started. So to start with my predictions for this upcoming week, we can start off with Thursday night football. We have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos just came off of an embarrassing loss to the New York Jets. The Chiefs also did struggle with the Vikings early on in this past game. They haven't really started off any game very good ex- except the Chicago Bears game. But their offense hasn't looked the same this season. Their defense has been playing very good to keep them in these games. But I do have the Kansas City Chiefs taking this one with ease because the Denver Broncos defense is is just not not looking good this season. And then next we have what I the early game on Sunday the Tennessee Titans against the Baltimore Ravens in London. I have the I have the Titans winning that one. I know that might sound crazy, but cause the Titans have been a team of two two different two different sides of the coin this season, but. I do have the Titans taking that one because I feel like they're starting to catch strides on on offense. And I feel like I feel like their defense feels like they got they let up too much yards this past week against the Indianapolis Colts. I feel like they're going to come come correct this week and play play way better than they did this past weekend. So I have the Titans taking that one. Next we have the Miami Dolphins against the Carolina Panthers. I believe I believe the Dolphins gonna put up fifty plus on these on these guys. The Dolphins just this offense just looks unstoppable, unstoppable. Unless you unless you're you're a team like the Bills who stopped them, I don't believe I believe anyone's gonna stop them moving forward. It is gonna keep getting healthier. Their offense just looks like it's meshing even better week to week, and Carolina just looks like one of the top three worst teams in the league this season. But I do have Miami taking that one. Next, we have the New Orleans Saints against the Houston Texans. I have the Texans running out when the Texans have been playing very good football. They've been in all the they've been all the games this year. They stayed in them to the fourth quarter. But the Saints are playing good football, but I just believe the Texans offense is just playing very good this season. I don't believe the Saints defense. This game against the Patriots doesn't really count to make me believe in them just as yet. Just as yet, this, you don't know if they they do very good this game, both on offense and defense. Maybe start to believe in them a little bit more. Next, we have Atlanta Falcons against the Washington Commanders. The Commanders just took a unfortunate L against the Chicago Bears, handing them their first W this past Thursday. But I do have Atlanta taking that Bijan Robinson. Drake London, both came alive this past game. Desmond Ritter didn't have a bad game passing, especially after hearing the criticism that they are a run-heavy team, they don't pass enough, that he's not a good passing quarterback. He had a very good outing this past week, especially to get into into field goal range, so his kicker could ice it with a game-winning field goal. I do have the Falcons winning this one. Next, we have a divisional game. We have the Colts versus the Jaguars. I have the Jaguars taking that. Jaguars are playing very good football right now. They just beat the Bills in London. And also a big factor in this game, Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback on the Colts, is hurt. Looking, They said he has an AC sprain in his shoulder, looking he's going to be out for at least a month. So I believe, I mean, Garner Minshew is a, a very good backup. He can really get the job done, but I just believe the Jaguars are just more cohesive on offense. I feel like they'll just get the job done. It's going to be a gritty game, though. Division rivals always, always very, very entertaining games. Next, we have Cincinnati Bengals versus the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Bengals taking that one. The Beng- Jamar Chase had three touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, this past week. Joe Burrow looking healthier, throwing, throwing good passes this week. They're looking like they're starting to get their connection back, looking like a team that's starting to, play like they were a playoff team this past season not like how they look these first couple weeks but i believe the the Bengals gonna take this one next we have the vikings against the bears i had the vikings taking that one i do i do i do believe the vikings are just are just very unlucky this season and they they're playing some very good football especially on offense they just can't they just can't can't keep the ball. And then they keep turning the ball over. I think they lead the league in first quarter fumbles. And then Kirk Cousins is playing good football. So is Justin Jefferson. They're both on pace for historic seasons. It's just, it's got to hold on to the football, all their other positions. But I do have the Vikings taking that one. The Bears, Bears hasn't shown me anything yet. They only beat the Commanders, so we're going to have to see them do it again. This will be a very, a good statement game, though, if the Bears can't steal this one. But I do have the Vikings taking that one. Next, we have the 49ers and the Browns. 49ers are like the outright best team this season. Brock Purdy still undefeated as a starter. Christian McCaffrey has scored in every game since he's gotten traded to the 49ers. It's just looking like a team that's hard. It's going to be hard to take down. But Browns do have top five defense, top 10 defense this season. But I don't believe it'll be enough to stop a team like the 49ers. Their offensive line is playing good. Defense playing great. Just playing good all around. But next we have the Patriots and the Raiders. I have the Raiders taking that one. The Patriots look like a team with no identity right now. They can't run the ball. Can't pass the ball. Can't stop no one on defense. It's a team that looks like they're lost out there. Another bottom tier team, but we'll see what Balochek can do. He There's been talk around the league that he's on a hot seat. And he hasn't he hasn't won a playoff game in years, so we'll see. This game has to be a must-win for him to silence the doubters, but I still have the Raiders taking that one. Next, we have going to be a very good game, the Lions and the Bucks. The Bucks just came off of a bye week. So they should be fully rested, but Lions just came off of a very good offensive game against the Panthers, so we'll see because Sometimes some teams that come off of bye weeks play very flat to start out games. So we'll see. You can't really do that against this team. Lions offense has been flying. Hopefully they, hopefully they get Jameer Gibbs back this week and St. Brown. It'll be a good, a good trio with Jamison Williams coming back this past weekend. We can finally see this offense to almost his full capabilities. But I do have the Lions taking that one. Next we have... The Rams versus the Cardinals I have the Rams taking that one. The Rams had a very, very, very good game. Cooper Cup came back this past week against the Eagles, had a very good showing. He looked healthy, running routes, catching passes. I feel like it'll be a very good game, but I do have the Rams taking that one. Next, we have the Eagles and the Jets. I have the Eagles taking that one. I don't believe it'll be an easy one, though. The Eagles haven't had any defining wins this season, and the Jets defense is playing very good football, so. I do have the Eagles taking that one, but I feel like it'll be another another fight in the mud for them. Next, we have my New York Giants against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football. I have the Bills taking that one. We're just we're just not a team that seems we can compete with any top tier teams yet, yeah, man. Terrible O-line play, terrible, terrible play calling and certain plays on offense. Daniel Jones is hurt. We got to see how he's looking. These fans, these guys played better this past week, but still lead the league. Pretty sure top three or top four in missed tackles this season. We just got to play better as a whole unit. But I do have the bells taking that one. Hopefully, hopefully they prove me wrong. I want to see my Giants win, especially show all the doubters up. And finally, we have the Cowboys and the Charters on Monday Night Football. Cowboys just got Spanked by the Forty Niners, outright embarrassed. But, hey man, I've been I've been saying it. They they they've been just beating on scrubs this season. They haven't really beat a good team. So let's see if they could really. And their schedule is only going to get harder. So let's just see. Let's just see if they could actually. Uh, we could s- talk about do something we could go this into week more into depth about, about the 49ers, 49ers, they, they should the Cowboys, be of the fact, fact, one of the top five. Top Cowboys just flat out got embarrassed. This four past teams week. in the league the season, but. They didn't let look look like away team that that should be considered to be to be up there in the conversation for best team the schedule is only gonna get harder like I said they got the Chargers this week then they got the Rams and then they got the Eagles it's gonna be a tough three week stretch for them but we're we gonna see if they really they really are like that if they really are the team to be considered but 49ers, what they did to them, the 49ers had beat them 42 to 10. Dak Prescott had three interceptions. It was just, it was just a terrible, terrible outing for the Cowboys. Brock Purdy though had another good, very good game. He went 17 for 24, 252 yards, four touchdowns. Three of the touchdowns going to George Kittle. Both running backs, Jordan Mason and Christian McCaffrey, both had a touchdown on the ground. The 49ers have scored 30 points in eight straight regular season games. This team is this team is on a roll. Ever since the middle of last season, they've been on a roll. They're only the fifth team in NFL history to do that. The quarterbacks on those teams to do it were Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and now Brock Purdy. So. San Francisco outgained the Cowboys 422 yards to 197 and had 25 first downs to the Cowboys eight first downs. This was terrible. Terrible showing for the Cowboys. They could have for a team that for a team that has such a prolific defense, they didn't seem they could stop or sneeze. But Dak Prescott finished 14 of 24 for 153, one touchdown, three interceptions. The 49ers sacked Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, I'm sorry. Three times and also forced a fumble. They were just they were just all over the Cowboys. But it's just it's just gonna it's just gonna be a sad, a sad season for the Cowboys if this is how they play against good teams and need to step it up. Their defense is too good to not be able to stay any conversation now. They continue to play like this. It, Dak Prescott, the man that could do it. I could lead this team to the promised land. He's been there for six plus years now and only him warranted one playoff win. It's not, that's not, that's not good. We may have to give Trey Lance a try, see what he has now that he's healthy. But never know. Maybe either Dak and maybe coaching teams. Never know what Jerry Jones might do. We just got to wait and see because he has full faith in Dak. He didn't, he said Dak is not a turnover machine. So, he must see something that we don't. Next, you talk about the Steelers and the Ravens. That was a thriller that went down to the wire. I wholeheartedly did not expect the Steelers to play that bad when win in that such a fashion. Steelers offense by far is top, bottom five in the league this season, for sure. Matt Canada, offensive coordinator, just makes their... Makes their offense just look like molasses, like they can't do nothing, can't move down the field, can't move the ball. Predictable, just there's a team that can't move the ball. And they somehow came away with a win against a team that was 4-1. and one. Not 4-1, and one, predicted to be 4-1 and one after this, that week. Now they're both 3-2, and two, and now the Steelers are sitting at the top of the division. But two great division wins against the Browns and now the Ravens. That's one thing about the Steelers, man. You cannot count them out, no matter what, no matter what. But this Ravens team, they gotta have, they have a lot of questions to answer because their receivers dropping passes. It just, it just looked ugly out there watching that game. It was a very ugly game, but it was one of those games that from the start you could tell how it was gonna end. They had the Ravens this this week had seven drops. Three by the tight end Mark Andrews. Two by Zay Flowers, the rookie wide receiver. One by Nelson Aguilar, which was for sure probably going to be a touchdown. Went straight through his hand. It was a perfect pass, too. And one by Rashad Bateman. And then Zay Flowers also did fall down on a deep route, which would have probably ended up on a touchdown if he didn't slip. It was just a bad showing for the receiving core for the Baltimore Ravens. But everybody's going to try and find a way to blame Lamar. And it's just going to be sad, man. I don't Lamar's playing good football this year, man. He's playing very good football. But he just has to... He do have—he does have to cut down on the fourth quarter turnovers, though. Like, with games like this where you need to fight from behind and come back and you need to give your team a score, they always end up biting you, these turnovers. But we just got to see, man. It's, it's going to be very hard moving forward if his receivers play like this. But hopefully... Hopefully they get it back on track. But I, I have faith in them. They they have a good set of set good set of receivers this year to to not to not make this a long standing issue. Next, we're gonna talk about my Giants losing to the Miami Dolphins and Daniel Jones' injury, if it's gonna be long lasting or if it's gonna be detrimental to the team moving forward. My Giants lost 31 to 16. To the Miami Dolphins, the Giants fall a one and four on the season. Daniel Jones ended up with a neck a neck injury on a sack. The offensive line has just been getting him beat up. It's has been terrible. It was so bad for him, and he's he gonna play scared behind a line like that? Is this is you're bound to make mistakes? And you're bound to just misreads and all that. But Giants. We got, our, we got our first touchdown in the first half this season, and it wasn't by our offense, by our defense. Jason Pinnock got a 102-yard pick, 6. It was a very impressive play. Look, looked great to watch, but very sad to know that my offense had to go back on the field just to do nothing. But we've still been outscored 94-19 to 19 in the first half of games this season. Our only offensive field goals in the first half have been four field goals from Graham Ganard, kicker. All reliable, but can't can't win games like that, man. And our defense, I mean, our defense played good most of the first half, but we gave up two touchdowns, one seventy six yarder, one sixty nine yarder. we just bad, man. We can't keep giving up these chunk plays after doing so well on these previous downs with Miami just looks like such a great offense, man. They just look unstoppable. They look like they could put up 35-plus on any team they want to. They had 524 yards of total offense, and now they have over 2,568 total yards of offense in five games, the most in NFL history. They're on pace to be compared to the greatest show on turf. And And that's... That, that's an accomplishment the high flying offense of the Rams that Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt to be compared to those greats they're on pace for something great this season but let's see if they keep it up but Miami just feels oh, so bad but watch for my Giants man they just got harassed this game we allowed seven sacks this this game seven daniel jones is just under pressure this whole season. we were 5 for 17 on third downs just we just weren't efficient not efficient our play calls looked sloppy we had more time of possession too 35 35 minutes of possession to their 24 and we still still couldn't produce on offense not one bit we got we only had 268 total yards, they had 524, and twenty-four. Two had 302 passing yards, we had 183, they had 222 rushing yards, and they were averaging 9.7 yards per play, they were just, you're basically averaging a first down on us, the whole game, it was just, it was just sad to see, we did, we did intercept them twice, but it's just We just weren't moving the ball when we got it back and making use of these turnovers. But hopefully we can move in the right direction, just find something. We got to shock the world this Sunday and beat the Buffalo Bills. But Daniel Jones was the highest-rated player on PFF this week before the injury. He was 14 for 20, 119 yards. He was unfortunately stacked six times. Daniel He should have had a touchdown pass, but Dan, uh, not Daniel J. Darren Waller dropped a dropped the touchdown pass. So it was good defense. I'll give him that. But I hope you get a number one receiver for. You gotta call those in. Darren Waller did catch eight passes for eighty six yards, but I just need I just need to see a better showing from our offense. Hopefully Saquon's able to come back this week, make our job easier. But We'll see going into this next week, but the Denver Broncos are a team that had a lot of expectations going into this season. Signing of Sean Payton, giving Russell Wilson a competent head coach, and yet they have yet to show show us anything that warrants that. They have started to trade away a lot of their players, and people are wondering if they should just clean house and just do a full rebuild but Broncos have just been very underwhelming they have a lot of promising players though Jerry Judy Cortland Sutton Russell Wilson Jaleel McLaughlin they just have a lot of promising players but Russell Wilson has even been playing bad it's just this team somehow cannot win their defense Been playing very bad and they just can't find a way to keep opposing offenses out of the end zone and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Started out this past week. Against the New York Jets. They went up 7-3. to three, And then they got a safety. And it just went all downhill from there. The Jets just kept them in the game. And the Jets just overtook them in the third quarter. Going up 15-13. to 13, And... They've allowed, the Broncos defense has allowed over 720 rushing yards over the last three games. This is one of the worst, 10 worst three-game rushing stretches for any NFL team in the last 30 years. And the second worst three-game stretch in Broncos history. They're just not a team that can stop anybody against the run, against the pass. They're just looking very, very sloppy out there. But... They need, to, they need to find a way to turn this thing around, especially in a division like that. It's if they think they're going to make the playoffs. But they just haven't been able to do anything on offense and or defense. Their first five drives coming out of halftime were terrible. First drive, three plays, four net yards punt. Next drive, three plays, negative four net yards punt. Next drive, three plays, negative six net yards and another punt. Three punts back to back. And then the next two, right after those three, two plays, negative ten yards and a fumble. And then three plays negative two yards and a punt. They just can't they keep shooting themselves in the foot and they totaled a ta- they tallied a total of negative eighteen total yards coming out of half in the first five drives. Just a disastrous start to come out of half. Especially with a team with so much talent. You just need to find a way, find a way to get this thing going. Especially with Sean Payton needs to find a way to get it going too. He talked a lot of a lot of trash coming into the season saying how this team was the worst worst showing of a coach team he saw last season and now he's arguably matching it with a completely different staff that he's brought in. So he needs to get this thing going cuz they signed him to a 5-year, 100 million dollar contract for a coach and they traded away picks for him too. So the Broncos have a lot riding on these two Russell Wilson and Sean Payton so they have to find a way to make this work or this is just going to be one of the bigger disappointments this season but I just I just feel so so confused watching this team play because they have such good flashes in certain drives and then they just turn around and just throw it all the way in the next drive like the game went like the game winning touchdown was a fumble six by Russell Wilson it was just just very unfortunate but they need to find a way to either turn this thing around or start start listing some players on the trade market to think about a rebuild because this team they have constructed right now is either not working well together or they just need they need to implement some newer pieces to make it mesh better but we'll see Follow me on 1TD Football on Twitter. Leave any comments, suggestions, and what you want me to talk about on the next episode. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>